Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Your host will come. I am not. <laughs> you really are. I didn't. I'm not doing this movie. <laughs> I didn't want to come up only introduced it. I'm just not doing it. <laughs> Your name is listed as host. You have to. Welcome back to Tis the Podcast, the podcast that has been going so long that we have to continue making episodes covering movies like the one we're going to cover tonight. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. Hello. Hey guys. Hello. <laughs> it feels it's like too it's long. been a minute. It, it has. has. Been a minute. We've we've actually been talking for like almost an hour. <laughs> Off camera, because I don't think we wanted to talk about this movie tonight. And we have missed each other. Well, I have missed you all. I should not assume that y'all have missed me as well. And we have missed each other. Yes, that's a true statement. I'm not ready to commit to Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, we're going to take a minute to say a great big congratulations to everybody's favorite elf, Julia and her husband, Marty. They just celebrated their 20th wedding anniversary 74 kids and 20 years later and they are still happily in love from the from the looks of their pictures <laughs> how was disney it was awesome the weather was not summer weather and it was just marty and i so we got to do lots of stuff we don't typically do with kids which translated to like lamo rides like hall of presidents and the swiss family treehouse and uh <laughs> i was telling anthony can you can you um, tell tom the president story Oh, absolutely. That's what I was going to go with. So Marty went to Disney as kid, as a kid with his family. I went with my family as a kid. So we've never actually experienced the Hall of Presidents together. Um, and it's been a hot minute since I've been. Um, I've always liked it. It's very nostalgic to me. Um, and I got to see like a whole bunch of presidents. I obviously haven't seen added to the lineup since I was there last time. Um, Biden's face looks pretty good, but his body is like real wrong. He looks like a linebacker. Um, I think a lot of our more recent presidents, like their face is just like slightly off, but I still love the attraction. Um, there was something very, very funny though. Um, Trump's figure looks a lot like him. I I was actually struck by how, uh, his mannerisms and the way he appears, you know, from out in the crowd, uh, seemed very accurate. Uh, but there's a part in the show, if you've never been where every president announces himself. Um, and it's really cool. It's the end of the show. And before they announce the current sitting president, George Washington stands up and makes a speech just reiterating the importance of the role and how important it is for us to do our duty as citizens to uh, vote thoughtfully for the president. And when Washington was standing up, which his whole preface is introducing Biden, um, the only one... <laughs> 
not looking at him talking is Trump. <laughs> <laughs> like his eyes are wandering like through the crowd like around and he's the only one that's not engaged and I thought that was very funny and I was telling Anthony what a world it would be if DeSantis had won the presidency uh this year uh given his strife with the Disney <laughs> company lately i have a feeling they would have ah. just shut the attraction down entirely but um it was fun we did stuff like that because because we could you know we weren't rushing from thing to thing we could just kind of enjoy it and the weather in florida this time of year is pretty dang awesome so nice it was great it was really fun to get away and just have time together so you just barely missed a friend right I I missed a friend by hours. Apparently Westfall was at Epcot later on in the day when I was there earlier in the day. So like ships passing in the night. Um, but someday I'll see him while we're there. I did catch the Muppets in honor of all of us who hold Muppets close to our hearts. It was a great trip. That's all of us on this podcast. That's right. One of the few things we can all agree on, correct? Oh, yes. Correct. The Muppets in Sesame Street. Elmo checked in on us all. <laughs> he did. It was huh? sad. That was that unhinged. Was, it was obvious that people are needing to be heard. <laughs> that was glorious. Oh, don't say that. It's not okay. You can't treat Elmo that way. Glorious. <laughs> Anthony. I listened to a podcast on my dog walk this morning that I greatly enjoyed. Um, under the auspice of Filmstrip Podcast, I listened to Change My Movie Mind. Yes, indeed. And that I loved is... it. I thought it was Wait, great. what is that? That's a Filmstrip spinoff show that me and our friend Jay Skipper threw together, where we have very different movie opinions and... We get a judge on as we argue our points and try to change each other's movie mind. Mm -hmm. What was your first episode? Who had the better, who's the better director, who has the better filmography, Zack Snyder or Rob Zombie? So, uh, <laughs> they went to the mattresses for sure. <laughs> it was great though. It's very entertaining, even though like I've seen zero Rob Zombie movies and will probably maintain that streak for the entirety of my life. Who won? Jay. Yeah, Jay won. It was rigged. Which side was Jay on? Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie's a terrible director. <laughs> I don't know that he argued with that he was a terrible director or not. He argued at least he has vision, where Zack Snyder does not. That's right. That's what he argued. Which... Whereas I argued Rob Zombie was a one-trick pony who just wants to remake the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and can't over and, so and, over and over again. everything into that. Yeah. yeah. But it's fun. It was good. We have a lot of good topics coming up. We want to get both of you on as a judge at some point. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. So, yeah, check it out if you have not. Tom, that what you been up to? No, no, no. Go on, Tom. Tom, what have you been up to? Uh, You know? trying to get a grip on my new job and what I'm doing and our our product launch 
So it's not very exciting, just work. Just work. No, we're Ellie is at a play tonight. on Friday. Oh, what's she in? They are doing, she is in two plays. They have the fairy tale play at Holland Hall. And she is in Hansel and Pretzel as the mother. And she is dork number seven in Schmo White in the Seven Dwarfs. Yes, she loves acting. That's exciting. Is she excited or is she nervous? Or both? Dude, she's just excited. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, it'll be fun. You know what's not fun? I knew it. I knew that's what you were going to say. What's not fun? Steve Urkel saves Christmas. <laughs> that's not even the name of the movie. Like he cares. <laughs> Steve Urkel saves Santa. I'm sorry, right? Steve Urkel saves Santa. <laughs> Urkel saves Santa. The Urkel movie. saves Santa colon the movie exclamation point. <laughs> Basically, oh. I'll tell you the thing. It's Steve Urkel. If you watched Family Matters from the 90s, TGI Fridays, it's everything that Steve Urkel did, which was over the top, is obnoxious in hindsight, did not age well. And they're making it even worse. He screws up Christmas, decides to gamify Christmas by getting points for doing things for Christmas, ends up getting some self-aggrandizing narcissist CEO founder guy to build an app where everybody becomes obsessed with gamifying Christmas and ends up ruining Christmas. Can he save Christmas with the help of a Yeti Santa? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure it ended well. It was dumb. <laughs> that and was a choice. Just came the, out, quote, the quote, Julia, that was a choice making Santa a Yeti. That but he didn't choice. even look like a Yeti. He just looked like a person. <laughs> Except his, his large <laughs> scale on his fingers. And his beard. He had a big beard with crystals in it for some reason. I don't yeah. know. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> How do you know what this, Yeti looks like, Tom? Have you run into one? Yes. They look like Bigfoot, but white. He doesn't look like the Yetis from, uh, oh, what's the one we actually like? Rise of the Guardians. He doesn't look like a Bumble. Yeah, Rise of the Guardians. Rise of yeah, the Guardians. With the he little does, top knot Yetis. He, does, he doesn't look like them. He doesn't look like the Bumble. He doesn't look like Monsters Inc. He just looks like a person with Jamie Lee Curtis hot dog fingers and a giant beard with crystals <laughs> in it. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. none of us have histories with this movie so let's just jump in shall we i'm curious as to why this is made over 20 years <laughs> after the show ended and why who made the decision behind the scenes not to just include all the family members cast and make it like just a family matters christmas reunion movie right uh it's completely untethered it did not need to be a cartoon I think I it's the only one. kind of cute. Uh, Steve Urkel, I hate Steve Urkel and hate this movie, but he works as a cartoon because he was a cartoon character yeah. come to life in the TV show. Yeah, I think he works as a cartoon. It's not just 20 years, it's 26 years later. After yeah. Family Matters ended, they decided to make remake this movie that I spent $4 to watch. <laughs> Tom, I will just say this. I have, I am playing the time to... I need a violin for you right now because we were supposed to do this last week and we didn't cancel <laughs> until 6 p.m. last week. 
<laughs> so this I, was really last minute for me. <laughs> I would have had time to watch it. I was planning on watching it last week. <laughs> I was not the reason we canceled last week either. I was the only one who was ready to record. <laughs> I was also not. I was penciled in last week since I was coming back from my trip. Oh, yeah. We didn't commit. Julia didn't commit. Mm-mm. All right. So let's go through this movie. <laughs> uh, wait, one last thing overall before we dive into it. Can we all agree? We could have cut half of this out. It could have been a 40 minute TV special. This could have been a 20 minute, minute movie. I think if this had been 25 minutes, they could have had 25 minutes in here to get me engaged and liked it. Yes, I agree. Full agree. agree. This movie is directed by three people for some reason. Explains a lot <laughs> because there's three different stories going on here. I think they each got bored and thought the movie was dumb and bailed Oof. out, and then they brought somebody in for the next part. Jo- <laughs> Jojo Ramos Patrick was one who has done a lot of work on other movies that are not so great. He did, he directed Bevo, Bebo Saves Christmas in 2021. And oh, yeah, of- a spinoff of that CW DC show, Legends of Tomorrow. That's actually decent. Okay. Sure. And Playdate with Winnie the Never Pooh, one episode last year. It's also got Richard Pose here, who worked in the art department on Rick and Morty, Star Trek, Lower Decks, Disenchantment, TurboFast. This is his directorial debut. And then Brian Newton. Also, similar credits. They know each other the same way. He was the storyboard director for some of the new Rugrats episodes. Did storyboarding for Hmm. Teen Titans Go. Did some storyboarding for Rick and Morty. And some directing for Rick and Morty. He was the director of the Trolls. The Beat Goes On. He did the Giver segment. While we're talking about the horrible work that people did to create this movie for some reason, let's be sure to talk about Wyatt Cenac and the writer. He has written other things, including Wyatt Cenac's Problem Areas, a.k.a. Wyatt Cenac, Night Train with Wyatt Cenac, Wyatt Cenac Brooklyn, the New York stand-up show. He was a writer for 570 episodes of The Daily Show. 2008 to 2011. So is that still the Jon Stewart years? Jon Stewart years. So you know the guy can write. He was a writer, staff writer, and story editor for 75 episodes of Anthony's favorite adult cartoon, King of the Hill. Oh. <laughs> no comment. I re- I just realized this is an au- I just realized this is an audio medium. So when I rolled my eyes, the audience couldn't see. They could not to- see. I'm surprised we couldn't hear that. <laughs> oh, I mean cast wise. It's a pretty small pool of recognizable characters as well. We do get Jaleel White reprising his role as Urkel. It's sad um, that this is the only thing he Can we go through everything does. else he's ever done? Jaleel? He's just done a lot of Steve Urkel stuff. Yeah, it's mostly and... Urkel. He does have a real Neville Longbottom progression of his appearance, which I love. Because he's quite handsome. And you remember when he was Urkel, like nobody in the but world he, would have said he was handsome. Uh, he, he was, was always too. he was always handsome. Because remember he was Stefan too when he took out the glasses. Oh, I forgot about Stefan. 
Which was, was a, talk about live action cartoon. The fact that Steve Urkel had a potion <laughs> to turn him into the handsome Steve Urkel. Uh, oh, I love it. I want to call out Gene the Genie from DuckTales, who he does a voice. I just, like, I just nice. like the name Gene the Genie. He was in the movie The Santa Con. No, the we'll Santa Con, as in Santa Con the Bar Crawl? Or Santa Con, no. like con artist. Like, like a con artist. Okay. He was in the movie The Preacher's <laughs> Son, the choir director. He did some drunk history. He was Martin Luther King Jr. And in that. He was in another Christmas movie called Staging Christmas. So we'll be covering him again, I'm sure. Can I just point out, actually, how funny it is that Julia's like, oh, he got better looking as he aged. And me and Tom were like, no, no, he's always been good looking. <laughs> he, was he, was, he was Stefan. <laughs> I totally heard that. That is so did, wonderful. I'm glad did you all corrected know he, me. Did y'all know he was the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog? No. Was he series? really? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> TV series animated, I assume. Yeah, yeah the like the nineties. I never watched that. He was the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog from in ninety three, ninety three to ninety four. He was Sonic the Hedgehog, and then he was in the the TV short Christmas movie Sonic Christmas Blast in nineteen ninety six. You know, what we should do this year. We should do a TGI Friday month. Where we cover all the well. 90s we TGI we do Friday. have Reba coming up, like you asked. <laughs> I know we do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she okay. only had one Christmas episode, surprisingly, when I was scheduling that. That's really surprising. Hmm. We've got Cheryl, the bus driver, who is played by Nicole Byer, who is famously the judge on that show, Nailed It. She has a movie oh. coming out called The American Society of Magical Negroes, which looks terrific. Ooh. She was in Thelma, Good Burger 2, survival of the thickest there was an episode with her on that which i've never heard of she was in the muppets mayhem rugrats velma the tv series oh yeah she was in velma she was on the great north tuca and birdie unplugging she's done quite a bit brooklyn 99 she played uh doug judy's sister on a few episodes cease of the blind man i was a fan of her on brooklyn 99 she was also a security guard in Michael Bolton's Big Sexy Valentine's Day special. Which is another one that you would have thought came out 20 years ago, but that was only like two years ago on Netflix. 2017, we should, uh, we should cover that one. Santa, Yeti Santa, is played by Larry Owens. Who has a beautiful voice, by the way. He does. He is uh, a recurring character on Abbott Elementary, and he sings on it. He sang in the Christmas episode. Oh, okay. I know who he was. He was leading the yeah. choir, kids' choir, right? Yep. Yep. And, and he was in da Dash and Lily, so we've covered him. That show comes back this week, by the way. I'm very excited. Abbott Elementary is it not Dash and Lily? Yes, it does on tomorrow night. The Jay Z is in this movie, but he is not voiced by himself. He's boy voiced by SNL alum Jay Farrow. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do next time. Tom's not on. Tom Crow is still gonna be here, but voiced by Anthony Kerr. 
I'm put. I'm gonna go ahead and put in my note. I want to be voiced by Ron Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ron was on once when you weren't, and he did a terrific impression. It, that's <laughs> why I want him to come back. <laughs> um, do we care about any? Of the, do we care about any of the other characters? Department Man, Store Santa. You should probably mention Department Store Santa. Roy Wood Jr. is Department Store Santa, and I would not have recognized his voice, but he was. Uh, he too was on the Daily Show. He was. He was on one episode of Only Murders in the Building. Oh, let's let's before we get into the plot, mention that this movie is also a musical. Oh, yeah, which is, is an odd it choice is. given Urkel's voice that he is the main singer of all these songs which I tried to listen to the lyrics of that voice and I guess some of them could have been cute but in that voice they're just grating I don't really want to go through them they were pretty traumatic for me to be honest if I'm being honest yeah I don't think we need to go into that level of detail okay did you know that this was originally announced back in 2021 as a special that was for the Cartoon Network, but it was canceled because David Zaslov was looking for more tax write-offs like Batgirl. Just like Scooby-Doo Holiday Haunt. Somehow this one got saw the light of day, though. I would love to see Batgirl or Scooby-Doo get the light of day. It's going to be, if you haven't seen this yet and you don't want to spend the money, don't worry. It's going to be on Max I in 2024. I am very curious as to why this was the Christmas movie they resurrected and not Scoob <laughs> Holiday Haunt. <laughs> also, Batgirl was supposed to be set at Christmas. So they have three Christmas movies and they decided, you know what? We have Michael Keaton back as Batman. We have Scooby-Doo who's beloved by children, but let's resurrect Steve Urkel. It's a choice. It's a choice. Like, do kids nowadays even really know who Steve no, Urkel is? and he's not no. funny nowadays. It did not age well. It did not he, age well. He's obnoxious and one-dimensional. He doesn't work nowadays. Kids see more characters of more depth on shows like Bluey and Phineas and Ferb, this dude. Well, Bluey. the technology he had back in the day was kind of cool-ish. Because, I mean, you know. Give me a potion to turn into, like, Antoine. Or something, and I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm saying Yo, give it Anthony to me. would be Anthony. Oh, Anthony, Anthony would be Antoine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What I mean, Tomas. <laughs> All right. So this thing opens up, and Urkel is stupid excited about December 1st. Which we can out. agree with. We can relate to that. Yeah. Eh, sure. he, waited, he waited a bit long. But, okay, you know, yeah, relatable, relatable. I kind of liked Anthony's post on threads, I think, that I saw, or Instagram, where it was uh, February 1st, time to decorate for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Pumpkin head guy, love it. But yeah, he starts decorating and getting excited and singing, and he's already annoying everybody around him. Mm-hmm. And... What was it? The I don't think he's the level of annoying that people are reacting to, honestly. Like he's annoying, but like to completely like move the bus along and push disabled friends out of the bus faster so you can avoid and like like the level of annoyance they have is not on par with the level of annoying he is. No. I don't think. 
I think the only person that should be appropriately annoyed by him would have been Carl Winslow because he was literally at their house every single day. And like Carl Winslow being annoyed by Urkel made sense. Let me tell you, I missed daughter when he was in love with her. Right. Yeah, the whole the, the relationship with the Winslows made more sense than any of this. I don't know why the rando, everybody in the neighborhood knows him and why some random lady wants to invite him over to butcher wrapping her presents and then falling asleep on her couch well and is he an adult or is he a kid he's living on his own he's He's living on his own he has his own house this this is a Bert and Ernie argument are they children they're grown adults what do they do for a living are they brothers are they lovers are they roommates what are they (laughs) it's it's the same thing it's very Uh, confusing taking a child who we know properly as a child and plunking him into this adult world, but really not changing him at all because he's still completely childlike. I would like to say right off the bat, I thought maybe we were in for a good time when we saw the logo for this movie and you heard the da na 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 like the Family Matters like opening yeah. tempo. I was like, yeah. oh, awesome. That brings some nostalgia to me. For sure. Then it all went downhill. Oh. <laughs> Nope, he's the only returning character. <laughs> Which is a problem, because he's a That's supporting a weird... character. Yeah, exactly. Some people are not meant to be Batman. They're just Robin. And Urkel is <laughs> just Robin. <laughs> I did think his look was precious and adorable. He does. He... I liked I liked the way he's animated. He translates well to animation. Yes. He does. And he could have done a lot better. And like I like his also like his nature, right? He's still yeah. that innocent sort of buddy character. Um, he loves Christmas. I love any character that loves Christmas the way he does. He's embracing of other cultures at Christmas time as well. He's a helper in the community, even though he's obnoxious. Um, he, and I loved all that. He that is sweet. a standard Christmas character that we mm-hmm. see in a lot of these anime movies, but. I don't know how they made him so obnoxious. Is it is it literally the voice? I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, I think a lot of it is the voice. And I knew that. Yeah. And it's our preconceived notion of Urkel. I'd be very curious of some kid that has never heard a whiff of what an Urkel is in their entire life, dropping them into this movie and getting their feedback on how annoying he actually is. Because we have a lot of built-up annoyance with Urkel going into this by virtue of us watching well, the show well, as kids. This, I'd be curious to see what kid thinks of this movie to begin with, because I'm confused yeah. by who this movie's made for. Is Ellie it for kids? Or is it for people who grew up on Family Matters? Because there's no nost- nostalgia didn't save this for me. Mm-mm. Nope. No. Mm-mm. Nope. So Urkel loves Christmas. He's just super excited to do all the Christmas things. Most of the population. Well, not, not just Christmas. Sorry. Not just Christmas. Right. It's all, all it. the holidays, everything. And right. And for some reason, worshiping Jay-Z instead yes. of Jesus. Ah, the minute I did see that in the song, though, that made me laugh. That made me think of you <laughs> immediately, Tom. Well, I'm glad, question mark. I kind of want that poster of them holding up baby Jay-Z like in the beam of light like on a t-shirt to send you for Christmas this year. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's out. He's celebrating. He ends up waking up the whole neighborhood. They're all like, what we need right now, Steve, is sleep. And he's like, well, I let you sleep in. Well, compared to last year, because you woke us all up at midnight. Like for December 1st, he woke everybody in the neighborhood up at midnight. I don't know what was going on with that. 
yeah, you do that on November 1st when Halloween officially goes into the Christmas <laughs> season. Don't you do that on Christmas itself? Like that's when you don't get really if you're super excited, excited to, to get the up. season started. He's super yeah, excited to get the season uh, started. I guess. Anyway, he decides he wants to do a bunch of stuff, and everybody's like, "Don't do anything. You ruin Christmas." But then later, they all want him to do the things he does. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> it's a change of heart. But like that late, the lady at the beginning who's like, "Don't do anything," and then she's like, "I need you to come over and wrap my present." It just didn't make sense. It did not. Oh. Make sense. There was lack of continuity in storyline. Yeah. So he ends up trying to build some weird crap for. He thinks he's one of Santa's helpers. He's unofficially one of Santa's helpers. He did not go through the six-week training course that the elf that we'll meet in this episode did. <laughs> so she, he's very looked down upon. I but would, he builds on it. I would just like so, to ask uh, our good friend Santa Matt how long that training course actually is in real in real life. I think to work at the mall as an elf, it's probably like. 20 minutes in a costume fitting (laughs) (laughs) anyway so he builds an app for kids to call mall santa for whatever reason out of all the santas in the world he builds this app for mall santa and with it he builds a like electric mechanized reindeer so they the kids can request santa come to them for some reason because this felt like a good idea and he's doing all this stuff because christmas has to be perfect if it's not perfect santa's not going to come right so they're in the sleigh and as you would expect his app slash santa delivery mechanism fails they end up going too fast it doesn't take into account that multiple kids would be requesting santa at the same time and they eventually go back to the mall where everything blows up and explodes and he ruins Santa village and tears Santa's pants. And we see Santa's nice underwear that Urkel comments on for some reason. And everybody's <laughs> mad at Urkel. So he leaves feeling downtrodden and he goes home and he builds an app for his watch after talking to some weird guy who lives in a yacht blimp. About how he needs to disrupt everything. He needs to be disruptive. He's a tech bro. He's a tech bro to the max. And he's mm-hmm. everything is about disruption. And so Steve. Very Elon Musk. Mm. Elon Musk. I don't know. He felt. He even better. sings something like, do it fast. Like, and, and break not. Things. Yeah, do it fast and break things. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know how many jobs I've had? How many like tech companies I've worked at where that's like a philosophy? Anyway, so he decides to build a watch and an app to disrupt himself where Mm -hmm. it is going to tell him to not do the things that are going to ruin other people's experiences and to do the things that would benefit others. And that he gamifies it. So there's a, there's a whole system where he gets points for doing good things and points for not doing things that he would normally do. And his watch tells him what he should and should not do to engage with people. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's this whole story where he is all about getting points. And his elf friend is like, you're missing the point of Christmas. 
-hmm. And he ends up connecting with tech bro in the, in the balloon yacht again, tells him the idea and they build an app for everybody to do this. And then everybody basically becomes game zombies where everything is getting ruined because they're all trying to get points because now there are ways you can pay to play the game. You can win a million dollars. So people are caroling, not to carol, but to get points. There are people in the basketball court who just keep handing the basketball back and forth to each other as Christmas gifts to get points. And it's just kind of ridiculous. In his attempt to fix everything, he ends up at the North Pole and learns that Santa's a Yeti. There's a whole song, there's a whole song about it, but he doesn't look like a Yeti. As I said, he's got hot dogs for fingers and a big beard with blue crystals in it for some reason. But everybody, I don't, I don't think it's crystals. It's ice, right? Okay, ice. Ice. Okay. I don't know why the ice would stay that way. Anyway, that's the least of the problems with this movie. (laughs) They even show a picture of what a Yeti looks like, and it doesn't look like him. That was really obnoxious. (laughs) They identify, they properly identify a Yeti, and he's standing next to it, but that's not what he looks like. So (laughs) he and Santa decide they have to fix this. Urkel has broken Christmas, and Santa ends up telling Urkel that he doesn't care if people are good or not. That he doesn't keep track. There's no naughty and nice list. But for some reason, some kids don't get what they want. We don't really understand the philosophy here. I, did you understand what he was saying? He's like, yeah, I don't keep a track. It's not about, you know, it's not about me keeping track of if you're doing good or bad. Uh, the mall Santa just report back to me what kids want so that my elves can make it. And we make the things and sometimes you don't get what you want. That was the summation of the song. no there's no rhyme or reason so yeah they go back and he ends up saving christmas by telling everybody how dumb this game is and how they shouldn't play it anymore and the yacht balloon crashes and we learn that elon musk is doing what the twitter board should have done a long time ago which is their (laughs) meeting and ousting him and taking away all of his leadership firing him and Christmas is saved. Santa is happy. Urkel's happy. We have another song and then we're done. <laughs> Did I miss anything? <laughs> I think you got No, it. no. But if we're going to talk about a Linus moment in a minute, he does say stop using the app because you shouldn't want to do stuff like this for point rewards. Um, you should want to do it because that's the nature of the season. You should want to help your neighbor wrap presents because you like your neighbor, you know, and all of this. Oh, shit, that was sweet. It's a good message. But the whole movie illustrates why I don't like getting gifts. Mm. There's it, it highlights this like reciprocity, this need to do things as a social construct. Thank you, Shelton. Not that's doing like, it another, that's like Sarah, self. too. <laughs> I don't like getting gifts. <laughs> It was I do have an to say, hour and except for some of the stuff y'all have given me, like my big, did I end up telling you we ended up buying multiple of those big blankets, Julia? Are they the best gift ever? Yeah, there is a Linus moment. He realizes maybe Christmas can't be bought in a store. Maybe Christmas means something <laughs> more. Tech bro's getting it. That's an excellent moment. Tech bro's getting it? Yeah, like he's getting the axe. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's getting fired. He didn't he did not get the meaning of Christmas. No, he didn't. If they had taken the songs out alone. 
That would have cut like 40 minutes off of the movie. It would have cut. So the songs were not like short little songs you see in lots of animated stuff. Like they were very long songs. And they didn't think, add anything to the story. I no, think, not really. Mm -mm. I think they could have cut out some of these plot lines. Oh, it did, yeah. Like, yes. You could have streamlined it all just going straight to the app without without everything with the mall Santa first. And that's half an hour mm -hmm. right there. We mm -hmm. didn't need the we didn't need the tech bro either. No, no, I really don't think we did. If I don't if Urkel's like smart enough to do these things, he could have built an app, right? Yeah, and he could have made the logical jump to say, "Oh, well, this is a good idea. It encourages people to be nice." Yeah, I don't know why the tech bro was there. No, because he wasn't funny. He didn't add anything to it. Uh. -uh. So this is like this is like that meme that I saw that had the Mean Girls poster with Biden and Trump in front of it. And it was the sequel that nobody asked for, and I feel like this could fit into that <laughs> as well. They did make that one oh. joke about oh reboots of popular TV shows long after they're done. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, they're like no, that's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I wanted like more a of a reboot of the tv show please because like anthony and i were talking about before we started recording didn't lisa and uh urkel end up together at the end of the show laura and urkel laura dang it laura <laughs> yes i don't know i don't know why we remember that but i don't either yeah and it's, it's I, weird to me they didn't bring them back because everybody's still alive yeah like they, we could have had a real well, Carl's not of some sort. right. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Winslow's still. Yeah, Carl Winslow's still alive. Are we sure? Reginald Bell Johnson. Unless he just Hold passed. On. Okay, he, Reginald Bell Johnson, right? Yeah, he's alive. He's yeah. alive. Okay, he's alive. He's seventy. He's only seventy-one. He's oh. young. And... He's living in Queens, New York. Anthony, you should go see him. <laughs> hey, guys. I you were dead. Hey, Uncle Carl. You don't do that. You know, <laughs> he's got to hate people walking up to him. Oh, they could have brought these yeah. guys back. Yeah, they totally could have. I would have liked. I would have liked that a lot more. Mm -hmm. Me too. That would have made me jollier. Was that a Christmas movie though? Yes. Yeah, it's Christmas. I, I don't think so. I think this could have been said at any time of year. <laughs> it really wasn't a Christmas movie because we had Christmas, Hanukkah. Kwanzaa, Boxing Day, and Festivus. So this is more of a holiday, less of a Christmas movie. It felt Christmassy to me. I was kidding because the, despite their attempt <laughs> to incorporate other holidays, everything about it was Christmassy. Yeah. I am going to rate this one big did they do that and yes they <laughs> did and it was awful <laughs> i'm gonna give this um a dozen burnt cookies and two spoiled eggnogs oh oh <laughs> wow, that's bad I'm just going to echo what Anthony said. I don't think there's a there's a better way to say it than that right there. That's how the real question is. Killed it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. How many of you are going to watch this again if it comes on TV? I'll change Approximately it. Approximately zero of us.
I'm guessing. I'm not going to watch it again. I wouldn't. Anthony I would, would watch it. He knows. I would do. change it right away. <laughs> we, we need, do. you know, what was extra sad at the very end of the credits? If you stick around, it's the, what is it? Miller Boyette or whatever it was. Right. Production company that did family matters. It was a part of our core memories. If you were part of the TGI Fridays group. And I just remember being like, oh, this isn't the special we deserved. We did get one comment on social media about this movie from our friend, Brendan Lowe, who, like our friend Santa Matt, is a Santa down in Australia. Uh, He co-hosts Holy Batcast. He's part of the Real Real Fans for Real Movies podcast network. Uh, He wrote, there should have been a 30 to 40 minute special max. Like, who were they making it for? Kids today have no idea who Urkel is. And people my age who have the nostalgia for him are bored crapless by the aforementioned 30-40 minute mark. It was weird slash brave to not include any of the other Family Matters characters. But Santa being a Yeti, GTFO. Yeah. Agree. Agree with that. Zero stars. Um, I Did you like it? If there's something we're missing... Please let us know. And where or how can people let us know just how wrong we all are? There's a handy way you can get to you can get to all of our social medias by going to linktree.com slash just the podcast. Uh, that'll take you to our Facebook group, which is our most active way to get um, feedback information and for you to talk with friends of the podcast. Um, and it also gets you to um, our Patreon site if you don't want content like Urkel and you want to hear us talk about stuff that we generally really like <laughs> we reserve Patreon for that Anthony what good stuff do we have on Patreon right now uh, me and my friend Ken did a best and worst of 2023 uh, episode and Oscar predictions episode recently that's live by the time you listen to this me and Julia an episode me and Julia did is live uh, another installment of our Tis a Ruined podcast that was fun. Uh, yeah, tons of stuff coming up. Um, <laughs> you know, with March coming up, I think I finally need to get Tom and Ron back on to do Leprechaun 2, since we're all geared up to do it that one year, and I bailed on the <laughs> last minute. After... I'm not watching it again. <laughs> you don't watch it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Patreon's a lot of fun, especially if you like uh, comic book movies and horror movies, so check it out. And speaking of not horror movies, but spooky season, I just want to bring up something I wanted to bring up before we dived into this. The po- But I posted it in our Facebook group. We got a lot of traction. They released an official poster for Beetlejuice 2. Uh, yeah, they did. Which is called Beetlejuice Beetlejuice, which I love. Uh, <laughs> and it's just him holding his waiting room ticket number, waiting to be called as we left him at the end of the original movie. And I just think there's no better way to open this movie, 20-something, 30-something, however long it's been. Is it 40 years at this point? 40 years later oh, than wow. him finally being called and having his head grown back. <laughs> and I'll be very disappointed if that's not how the movie starts. So. I think I would be too. Exciting stuff. They also released the first plot synopsis for that movie, which sounds interesting too. Let me see oh, yeah? That. Pull it up real quick. So after an unexpected family tragedy, three generations of the Dietz family return to the small town of Winter River. 
paranormal empath Lydia Dietz begins to see the lecherous demon Beetlejuice who haunted her as a teenager. His plans to finally marry Lydia are given extra urgency when his dead wife comes to life and begins to stalk the afterlife hunting for him. Uh-oh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Beetlejuice has a dead wife? Yes, so. Interesting. I hope they don't give her too much of a role. Yeah. They made Dead Wife way too prominent on the American Gods TV series. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Didn't that kind of did that ruin it to you too? For you too? That I didn't like that TV show at all, and I love the book. They just went directions I did not appreciate. Me neither. Hmm. Same with Good Omens. I love the book Good Omen. Did I hate that Amazon show? Really? Even though it has such a good cast? Yep. Oh, the cast for the cast for American Gods was great. Well, one of the two stars of it was Ian McShane, so you know like they yeah. had a lot to work with. Yeah. Julian Anderson was in it, Crispin Glover. It was so good. The cast was so good. It could have been better. But stupid dead wife. <laughs> Uh, also, next week, that, ju- that oh. just reminded me as well that the new season for Detective is set at Christmas. We can cover that whole season after Julia watches we, oh, is it. Once, it really? it's done, once yeah. it's done, I want to because it's really intriguing. I like the mythos behind it, the integrating of the native culture in Alaska. Uh-huh. Caveat before we announce next week's movie. So <laughs> next week, we're officially kicking off Romantic Month. For Valentine's Day, so Hallmark movies. It's only going to be two weeks worth because we skipped last week and I dropped uh, my and Julia's Terrifier episode instead. And uh, <laughs> this week was Urkel. Uh, so we're only getting two Hallmark <laughs> movies for Valentine's Day month. But next week is the 12 Gifts of Christmas. And the week after that is With Love Christmas, which you'll have heard us talk about before because this one was on the schedule last year and then we had to push it due to cancellation. So <laughs> finally... Finally being <laughs> happening this year. But uh and then we're hitting short episodes for TV month. We're hitting some good TV some good TV shows and the Frasier reboot. Um that all have only one episode for Christmas. Are you not gonna call me oh. out on that, Anthony? What? I said we're gonna cover some good TV shows and the Frasier reboot. Oh, ha ha ha. The Frasier reboot's fantastic. Yeah, I tried to theme every month this year, just about. So after Anthony, TV- your 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 schedule is beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you. it's great. Thank you, thank you. So suck it, disco. <laughs> since you're always complaining about our schedule, <laughs> I love you. I love you, Stephen. You know that. And we are <laughs> going to get you on this year, finally, either for Leon Day or Christmas in July. It has to happen this year. It has to happen. And it has to be a big episode, like one of the specials. So, mm-hmm. Speaking of special, there are only 7,608 hours until Christmas. That's 317 days. That's 45 weeks. Do your homework. Watch the 12 Gifts of Christmas. Nice little atmospheric Hallmark movie for you. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.